President Trump does not like rules and regulations. He's made it his mission to get rid of as many federal regulations as he can. Remember when he issued the two old rules for one new rule executive order in February? If you have a regulation you want, number one, we're not going to approve it because it's already been approved probably in 17 different forms. But if we do, the only way you have a chance is we have to knock out two regulations for every new regulations. And in his press conference yesterday with French President Emmanuel Macron, he chose this to praise. I applaud President Macron on his courageous call for that less bureaucracy. It's a good chant, less bureaucracy. We can use it too. But Trump is now testing the limits of the law with a shortcut to killing Obama-era rules he dislikes. He's putting them on hold, long-term hold. From protections for student borrowers to standards for e-cigarettes, Trump has stalled more than two dozen rules, sidestepping the cumbersome rulemaking process. Here to talk rules and regulations are William Busby, professor at Georgetown Law School, and Emily Hammond, professor at George Washington University Law School. Bill, presence from both parties routinely pause their predecessors' rules. What is Trump doing differently, and what's the impact? Um, the idea that a president and his agencies could do a short-term delay while they look at something, that's quite common. The difference here is that in as dozens of settings, uh, agencies and also their lawyers have started with a short delay and then have talked about a much longer of implementation or a commitment not to enforce the law. So they're really rendering a nullity regulations that the agency had already said should be the law. Uh, Emily, there, there are laws and procedures that are supposed to be followed, um, specifically the Administrative Procedures Act, when agencies do rulemaking. How does the Administrative Procedures Act work? Well, it does a few things. One of the first things it does is ensure that when agencies take actions, um, changing policies, implementing the policies of new presidential administrations, that they do it following certain procedures. And those procedures are meant to ensure that the public, that stakeholders, uh, that lawmakers are able to see what the agencies are doing, participate in their consideration of issues, um, and uh, have transparency and oversight for those agencies. Um, what the agencies are doing right now um, is not just a shortcut. It's an unlawful short-circuiting of the procedures that are set forth in the APA, which is really meant, uh, in addition, the APA is meant to provide certainty for regulated entities and the public as well. And this approach that the Trump administration is taking really turns that promise of regulatory certainty on its head um, and puts instead the fate of many of these regulations up in the air. That creates uncertainty, not reliable, lawful standards. Bill, how would you answer the supporters of Trump's approach who say the president is just doing what he campaigned to do and he's promised to take on these overzealous regulations? Well... The president certainly can try to push the law in the direction he favors, but a president is, under the Constitution, obligated to oversee agencies and faithfully execute the law. That's the constitutional language, and the law that a president has to implement and enforce is 
the statutes, and also the agency's regulations until agencies have changed them. And as uh, Professor Hammond was saying, agencies have to go through a set process if they want to change regulations. These are not issued overnight. Regulations often take years to issue and involve thousands and sometimes millions of commenters. And so for agencies following the president to upend the process and to step away from a regulatory commitment without doing a new regulatory process is illegal. Well, Emily, what kinds of laws and what kinds of rules is the Trump administration delaying? You know, they span all kinds of subject matter areas. And I think that's another challenge um, for being an observer of administrative law and also a challenge for the transparency that we should expect from our agencies. Um, Everything from the Department of Transportation to EPA to OSHA to the FDA um, to the Department of Labor and Department of Education, um, all over a number of agencies, we're seeing um, a variety of different approaches meant to, as Professor Busby said, short-circuit the law or not follow the law. Um, And they're delaying rules um, having everything to do with environmental protections, um, protections for workers, protections for disabled people who fly on airlines, um, protection uh, from from the harmful effects of pesticides. Um, These are the types of things that we're seeing delayed, and the agencies are doing that without offering explanations for the delays. They're not meeting the legal requirements that they would need to meet in order to lawfully delay these regulations. Bill, in about a minute, one of the indefinite delays is of a congressionally ordered update of penalties for automakers that fail to meet fuel economy standards. How do you get away with delaying a congressional update in order by Congress? Um, If Congress actually sets a date and orders an agency to do a particular task, an agency has no such power. There's, there are dozens of cases saying just that. If Congress orders an agency to do a task and sets a date, that's it. And the agency cannot sidestep that legal obligation. We're talking about the Trump administration putting rules from controlling methane emissions to protections for student borrowers on long-term hold and how that tests the limits of the law with William Busby, professor at Georgetown Law School, and Emily Hammond, professor at George Washington University Law School. Bill, earlier this month, the U.S. Federal Court of Appeals in D.C. rebuked the EPA for suspending a regulation requiring oil and gas companies to pair emissions of methane. Tell us what the judges ruled and the effect. Um, the, the court was confronted with this proposal of EPA that it could at first delay and then uh, impose a long stay of this previously finalized regulation. And the court basically completely rejected this effort. They said the agency was obligated to act consistent with its own previous regulations, If the agency wanted to change its regulations, it had to go through the full process to do so. And it then looked at the Clean Air Act, the relevant statute, and longstanding administrative law and said the agency had flunked, that it had not come up with an adequate basis for the delay. And it basically sent it back to the agency saying, maybe you can change this regulation, maybe there's legal room, but if you're going to do so, you have to go through the required legal process. 
Emily, it seems like quite a rebuke to the kinds of things EPA and other agencies are doing in the Trump administration. But how much impact will this ruling have on their course of action in regard to rules? Well, we can hope that this case demonstrates that the courts are watching. Um, Although this particular decision from the Court of Appeals did focus primarily on um, a single provision of the Clean Air Act, the principles for which it stands are um, far-reaching and really do seep into every area of administrative law. And um, that really does go to the expectation and the legal requirement that agencies certainly are permitted to change their policies um, along with new presidential administrations. But if they do so, they have to offer reasoning. And here the D.C. Circuit said, your reasoning is flimsy at best. Um, If we look at some of these other rules um, that are at issue, sometimes it's not even that there's flimsy reasoning, it's that there is no reasoning. So the D.C. Circuit really did send a signal here that it will continue, just as it always has, to look closely at what agencies are doing. And Bill, most of the challenges to delays will go before this same court and so face the same problem. Yes, that's absolutely correct. That um, many statutes say that challenges to regulations go to the D.C. Circuit, the Court of Appeals for the federal government here in Washington. And so a case like this is a precedent that will be applicable to all such challenges when they go before the same court. So, Emily, can we now expect, you know, lawsuit after lawsuit in regard to these regulations? And, uh, you know, how and is that likely to be a successful strategy if that's what happens? Well, I I do think we are seeing um, several lawsuits. Um, I think I've counted four or five, although there are um, many of these rules that have been delayed. So um, I think we can also expect to see similar scrutiny, no matter what panel um, at the D.C. Circuit might be assigned to these cases, particularly when an agency completely fails to provide an explanation for its actions, as it has done in several of these challenged uh, extensions or delays, um, courts are very, very skeptical um, when they see no reasoning. And so there, um, I do think that we will continue to see these types of decisions being issued with a caveat. And the caveat is, in many circumstances, these agencies have also announced that they are undertaking new rulemakings. So they, they are planning it sometime in the future to follow the proper procedures it's possible that, at least for some agencies, they might undertake a parallel proceeding, complete those rulemakings that they should be completing, and moot some of these challenges. So there is a bit of a timing game going on here as well. So, Bill, with this timing game, it seems like the agencies have forever or a long time, at least until the end of the Trump administration. And uh, the people who are bringing the cases are, you know, have time and money to think about. Uh, Yes. Well, I mean, first, as uh, Professor Hammond said, challenges will be brought, but bringing a challenge to a major regulatory action um, is costly. And sometimes there aren't the groups with the resources and time to do so. So um, there will be challenges but probably some of these actions will um, essentially the delay will succeed because no one will be there to bring a challenge. Uh, but when it's when the challenges are brought, 
I think they will often meet with failure. Um, and basically, I think in time, the administration will probably learn what other administrations have learned, which is you have to go through the sometimes lengthy process of fixing a regulation by trying to go through the process and justify a change. Bill, just to follow up, and we have about uh, a minute here, the DC, on the D.C. Circuit case, the third judge, who was a Republican-appointed judge, didn't agree with the majority in the case. She saw it differently. Mm-hmm. So there's a possibility that judges will not see it that way. Yes, although um, the opinion you're referring to, uh, Judge, judge Brown, um, she mainly questioned if the agency delay was a, a sufficiently final action. That That's a basic rule. You can only challenge final agency actions having effects on people. And she questioned if the action was adequately final. But I think on that front, she lost. And if you look at longstanding law, an agency that tries to basically put on the back burner and render a nullity an already existing regulation that courts have found that to be final and that has to go through a rulemaking process. All right. I want to thank you both. That's William Busby, professor at Georgetown Law School, and Emily Hammond, professor at George Washington University Law School. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, Brazil's former president sentenced to nearly 10 years in prison for corruption and money laundering. He intends to appeal political tensions in the country. This is Bloomberg.